Happy Friday, everyone. It is August 5th. It's 7 a.m. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven, and it is not only Roadmap Roundup Friday, but it is the first Friday of the month of August. And so we have some work of prayer to do. In fact, we have a lot of prayer to attend to this morning. So let's not delay. Let's get right to it. And we begin, as always, with our morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Most sweet Jesus, whose overflowing charity for men is requited by so much forgetfulness, negligence, and contempt, behold us prostrate before you, eager to repair by a special act of homage the cruel indifference and injuries to which your loving heart is everywhere subject. Mindful, alas, that we ourselves have had a share in such great indignities, which we now deplore from the depths of our hearts, we humbly ask your pardon and declare our readiness to atone by voluntary expiation, not only for our own personal offenses, but also for the sins of those who strain far from the path of salvation, refuse in their obstinate infidelity to follow you, their shepherd and leader, or renouncing the promises of their baptism, have cast off the sweet yoke of your law. We are now resolved to expiate each and every deplorable outrage committed against you. We are now determined to make amends for the manifold offenses against Christian modesty and unbecoming dress and behavior, for all the foul seductions laid to ensnare the feet of the innocent, for the frequent violations of Sundays and holy days, and the shocking blasphemies uttered against you and your saints. We wish also to make amends for the insults to which your vicar on earth and your priest are subjected, for the profanation by conscious neglect or terrible acts of sacrilege of the very sacrament of your divine love, and lastly, for the public crimes of nations who resist the rights and teaching authority of the Church which you have founded. Would that we were able to wash away such abominations with our blood. We now offer in reparation for these violations of your divine honor the satisfaction you once made to your eternal Father on the cross and which you continue to renew daily on our altars. We offer it in union with the acts of atonement of your Virgin Mother and all the saints and of the pious faithful on earth, and we sincerely promise to make recompense as far as we can with the help of your grace for all neglect of your great love and for the sins we and others have committed in the past. Henceforth, we will live a life of unswerving faith, of purity of conduct, of perfect observance of the precepts of the gospel, and especially that of charity. We promise to the best of our power to prevent others from offending you and to bring as many as possible to follow you. O loving Jesus, through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mother, our model in reparation, deign to receive the voluntary offering we make of this act of expiation. And by the crowning gift of perseverance, keep us faithful unto death in our duty and the allegiance we owe to you, so that we may all one day come to that happy home where with the Father and the Holy Spirit you live and reign, God forever and ever. Amen. O most blessed Mother, heart of love, heart of mercy, ever listening, caring, consoling, hear our prayer. As your children, we implore your intercession with Jesus, your Son. Receive with understanding and compassion the petitions we place before you today. We are comforted in knowing your heart is ever open to those who ask for your prayer. We trust your gentle care and intercession, those whom we love and who are sick or lonely or hurting. Help all of us, Holy Mother, to bear our burdens in this life until we may share eternal life and peace with God forever. Amen. 
We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, that's a lot of praying we just did there, and uh, but it's a good thing. We have our first Friday devotion. If you're able to get to Mass today, maybe you've already been to Mass today. You could have gone to 630 Mass. Uh, you might be going to 8 o'clock Mass, noon Mass, maybe a Mass this evening. Uh, get to confession today if you need to, and uh, you've now done your prayer of reparation. You can do more prayers of reparation uh, if you want to. There's nothing stopping you from that. In fact, that would be a good thing if you're able to do so. And then go to Mass and receive our Lord in the Holy Eucharist, and you've done your first Friday devotion. And, uh, you know, this month of August, as we've been saying all week, is devoted to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And what better way to devote yourself to her than by participating in the first Saturday devotions tomorrow, going to Mass, going to confession if you need to. Um, in fact, going to confession whether you need to or not. Our, the Blessed Mother asks us to go, and it's a good anchor point for us to make a devotional confession. Pray the rosary and then meditate for 15 minutes upon the mysteries of the rosary. And you fulfilled your first Saturday devotion. So all of these opportunities before us. We've got uh, one heck of a roundup in store for you today. Gabe Jones is with us. So is Angela Miller. But before we jump into the roundup, let's go to Mike Roberts for a look at today's weather. Today is the dedication of St. Mary Major Basilica. Today, we reflect on the dedication of St. Mary Major Basilica, which for centuries was referred to as Our Lady of the Snows. According to legend, in the mid-4th century, a wealthy couple living in Rome wanted to thank the Lord for their many blessings. Because they were childless, they had no one to leave their wealth to, so they asked the Blessed Mother in prayer what they should do with their fortune and for a sign confirming they were doing the Lord's will. On the night before August 5th, the Blessed Mother appeared to the couple and at the same time Pope Liberius and told them to build a church on Esquiline Hill, one of the seven hills that surround Rome. As a sign confirming their request, snow fell that following August day, covering the hill that the Blessed Mother had selected. Pope Liberius had a basilica built on that spot and it was rebuilt by Pope Sixtus after the Council of Ephesus, which affirmed Mary's title as the Mother of God. It is the largest church dedicated to the Blessed Mother in the entire world, and although it has been restored many times, it has maintained its original character. For hundreds of years, this day has been celebrated at the Basilica with the release of thousands of white rose petals from the dome of the church. Unable to prove the story of the wealthy couple, the reference to Our Lady of the Snows was removed from the Roman calendar in 1969. Our Lady of the Snows, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. All right. Well, it is Friday morning here on Roadmap to Heaven, which means it is Roadmap Roundup Friday. Gabe Jones, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. I mean, it's another early morning. I'm not used to these early mornings anymore because I'm not on the Roundup every Friday. I know. So it's like when you, it comes, you could to- still get up. I could, but that's that's hard. I know. Well, you know what? We're talking about that this morning, hard things that we can do. Um, all, earlier in the week, we were talking about the need for attending to the the 
desires of the spirit, not the desires of the flesh, because the flesh is going to get us into all sorts of trouble. Yesterday, we heard from uh, Father Mark Goring about how the devil doesn't really come at us like a fire-breathing dragon most of the time, but more like a piece of cake, that extra piece of cake that puts you past the line of gluttony that, oh, I'm just, you know, I it would it be that bad if I did this? And sometimes the answer is yes, and that's where those <laughs> temptations lie. So how do we how do we get ourselves ready, friends, to fight these temptations? Well, mortification is a large part of that. So to get us set up for our first roundup topic today, we're going to turn now to Father Mark Goring on five ways to mortify the flesh. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly, and I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of your Son, Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world, in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifferences by which he is offended, and by the infinite merits of his most sacred heart, and through the immaculate heart of Mary, I beg the conversion of poor sinners. I've got an idea for a song after hearing that. It goes like this. If some gossip comes along, you must zip it. Oh, wait, that's been done already. So (laughs) Father Goring's giving us uh, five things here. Don't hit the snooze button. Get up in the morning. Be disciplined with your diet that you've set for yourself. Zip it. I love that one. Very Mm -hmm. simple. Zip it. Quiet. Uh, Don't gossip. Don't don't say uncharitable things. Uh, Exercise. Gabe Jones, I know you're a big proponent of that. And uh, if you see a beautiful person, praise God for their beauty and don't take a second look. That's why I don't stare at you in the mornings. No, that's not. <laughs> um, you didn't introduce our other panelists yeah, this morning. Sorry, Angela, was, Angela was getting coffee this morning, so Angela Miller is with us. Angela, <laughs> uh, of the five on that list, is there anything you find to be particularly effective in your life that you would endorse? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that we don't fast enough. Um, he's talking about, um, you know, if you if you have some, some sort of, like, goal in your mind to not to not drink soda or to not eat as much or something like that um i think we need to fast more i remember hearing from a priest at one point we we don't suffer enough (laughs) and so if he he told me you know if there's a rock in my shoe sometimes i leave it there and i try and offer it up (laughs) and i mean that just like very modern version of mortification for sure i think the the my problem with that is like with the rock and the shoe or the fast or whatever, it's uh, I don't do it intentionally enough. I mm-hmm. will fast, but it's like accidental fasting. It's yeah. like, oh, hey, it's four o'clock and I never had lunch. Yeah. You know, so could I go back and say, well, I'm offering this up for, yes, I, sh- I could and I should, mm-hmm. but I need to be more deliberate about that stuff. And yeah. I think that's probably a case for a lot of Catholics. It, it is for me. Uh, I have been eating far too many chicken sandwiches for lunch lately, and I'm trying to be disciplined in my food. So I finally just said, you know what? I'm going to go buy a loaf of whole grain bread. I'm going to buy some peanut butter. I'm going to buy some jelly. And that's when I'm at work. That's what peanut I eat. Peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter and jelly. Good old-fashioned PB and J. Some but, people, that would be a treat. Yeah. I, I don't. You know, it's weird. I didn't like jelly growing up, but now I do. But Gabe, you, you bring up an important point, and that's, that's being... Uh, intentional in this. So Father Goring gave us five things that we could talk about. Again, don't hit the snooze button. Get up when you mean to get up and be disciplined in your diet and don't gossip and don't say uncharitable things. Zip it. Exercise and uh, don't take second looks when you see a beautiful person. Although spouses, I think, excluded from that. You can take a second look at Sarah if you want. Um, You say that you don't do enough intentionally. Like you're, you're happy to have the rock fall into your shoe by accident. But how do you get ready to do this 
intentionally. So that's that's the thing. When you have an intention, right, it's got to be, hey, this specific vice that I have, right, that I want to do this fasting for. Or here's where I also fail is I don't do fasting or other mortification for other people mm-hmm. enough, for my kids, for my wife, for, you know, those other people I, in my life that are struggling, whatever, uh, for those intentions that people ask me to pray for. Well, you know what? I can pray for them through, you know, fasting for that intention. And I just – I. How can I prepare for that? I think it's just being conscious of the the needs, right? Those things out there to fast for, to do mortification for, uh, and so like I I often get centered on myself and I just focus. Oh well, you know, hey, yeah, I'm not going through anything particularly, you know, crazy right now. Uh, why do I need to do mortification? Right? There's always something out there though that you can right fast for. So I think having maybe a list, a ready to go list of things. But Angela, I don't know if you have any. Well, I, I just have a question. So when I think about mortification, I think about like kind of the ancient versions of mortification. Is there a reason why the church doesn't allow us necessarily to do hair shirts or to to whip ourselves? Or well, tails. I, I don't think anyone's prohibiting you from wearing a hair shirt. Um, <laughs> You know, it's a question of availability these yeah. days. I mean, I'd have to find the blueprints for how to make it, find the pattern for how to make one. Um, no, there are some people that, that do extreme things, and, you know, I, I, I'm i not well-versed enough to get into it. I know John Paul II was one who, he did some pretty extreme mortification as well, but, um, you know, I know guys that during the season of Lent, they go on a, a bread and water fast. That's oh, what wow. they do through the season of Lent, or, you know, you look at some of the extreme, not really extreme, but the to, to us... Uh, Very diligent to us comfortable people (laughs) overly comfortable people we look at what guys do and gals do with exodus 90 and we say oh i couldn't do that that's extreme when really it's it's really not all that extreme and and cold showers that was the common thing for you know yeah thousands of years yeah so i think here's the question for you both and don't answer it it's a rhetorical question then we're going to take a break who is someone you know right now that is getting ready for something going through something, recently been affected by something, that you can offer prayer and fasting or mortification for. And that's not just Gabe and Angela. That's you listening right now. Who is someone that you can offer up some mortification? And don't limit it to someone on this earth. You can offer this up for one of the souls in purgatory, whether you know their name or not you can offer it up for the poor souls. So we're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. When we come back, we've got a new feature today. It's the Roadmap Roundup Cataquiz Throwdown, where we'll be pitting Angela Miller against Gabe Jones, playing for prizes, prizes, prizes. So stay tuned. The fun continues after this. Anima Christi, soul of Christ, sanctify me. Body of Christ, save me. Blood of Christ, inebriate me. Water from the side of Christ, wash me. Passion of Christ, strengthen me. O good Jesus, hear me. Within thy wounds, hide me. Suffer me not to be separated from thee. From the malignant enemy, defend me. In the hour of my death, call me. And bid me come to thee, that with thy saints I may praise thee forever and ever. Amen. 
We are having our catequiz throwdown here on the Roadmap Roundup this morning. Gabe Jones versus Angela Miller. Here's how this is going to work. I'm going to spin the wheel, and we're going to get our first category here. The first person, uh, well, we're going to have six questions total, and whoever has the most points at the end wins. And so our first category is spinner's choice. So I'm going to go with catequiz uh, and not with Bible trivia. So here is our first catequiz question. First person to ring their bell will get to answer the question, and then uh, if you get it wrong, the other person has the opportunity to steal. Question number one, is the Immaculate Conception doctrine or dogma? Gabe Jones. Dogma. Dogma. We also would have accepted both because all all dogmas are doctrines, but not all doctrines are dogmas. There's something there. All right, we're going to give Gabe a spin here. Gabe's got one point. Oh, and Gabe got a penance. He just lost that point. (laughs) Angela, we're going to you. We're going to spin the wheel. A little extra mortification. A little extra mortification this morning. All right. Uh, Cataquiz again. Angela, which two commandments deal with sins of the flesh, adultery, and coveting thy neighbor's wife? Which two commandments? The numbers? Yeah, give me the numbers here. Oh, it's been a long time. I'm all about the numbers. Uh, Gabe, I might just hand this to you. I think it's Seven and nine. We don't award partial credit. Gabe Jones for the steal here. Six and nine. All right, Gabe oh, Jones, so you, you have you have your point back here. Okay. We'll give it a spin. Two questions down, four to go. What's our next category going to be? It's Bible trivia. So here you go, Gabe Jones. Which of the four Gospels is not one of the Synoptic Gospels? John. That is correct. We give it another spin for question number four. And we're back to the Bible here. Uh, Gabe, what are the first three words in the Bible? In the beginning. That is also correct. Gabe is on a roll here this morning. All right, one more spin for Gabe here. We, we might You might sweep today. This, this could be something. Oh, Gabe gets extra grace. He gets an extra point well, there, and then goes uh, around, comes around. <laughs> you know, but, but you do get a question. I get to pick the question here. Uh, what is the rejection of Christianity called? Uh, apostasy. That is also correct. I promise, ladies and gentlemen, we didn't give him the questions in advance. One more spin. All right, and it's a final catequiz question. Gabe Jones, which of the following statements is correct? Angela, be ready for the steal, because I can make up the points. I can just give you as many as I want here. <laughs> it's all made up. The points don't matter. Which of the following statements is correct? A, Jesus is a divine person with both a divine and human nature. B, Jesus is a human person with both a human and divine nature. Or C, Jesus was both a divine and human person with a divine nature. I'm just going to let Angela steal this one so as to not, you know, have any sense of pride this morning. Oh, gosh. I'm going to try to be a little humble. (laughs) I'm going to say C. You want to say C? You know you don't. No, I don't. You know you don't. He's human and divine. He's so... Right, right. But this is is a trick question. Oh, well, it's none of them because No, it's one of them. Oh, shoot. Jesus is a divine person with both a divine and human nature, a human person with a human and divine nature, or both divine and human person with a divine nature. 
Gabe, you shouldn't have given it to I me. Shouldn't give it to you. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> a, I haven't had one. enough coffee yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gabe Jones, real quick. We're running out of time is it here. A? I think it's A. It is yeah. A. That is correct. Uh, Gabe Jones, you win today a copy of Prayer, <gasps> The Great Means of Salvation and Perfection by St. Alphonsus Liguori. And Angela, just for playing and being a good sport, we have plenty of books. Uh, <laughs> we can pick one up for you, too. You can, you can also have a copy of Prayer, The Great Means of Salvation and Perfection. Uh, just a real quick word on this. Jesus was a, or not was, Jesus is, he's still Jesus, uh, a divine person with two natures, both mm-hmm. a divine nature and a human nature. So that's just be very clear on that. Jesus is a divine person with both a divine nature and a human nature. So that is our uh, first catequiz throwdown here on the Roadmap Roundup. We are going to go take a, another break here, and then when we come back, we've got our final of the Ten Commandments, which was not six or nine that we referenced earlier. It's the Tenth Commandment today with Doug Berry. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. Our Lady of Perpetual Help. Oh, what consolation, what sweetness, what confidence, what emotion fill my soul when I pronounce thy sacred name, or even only think of thee. I thank God for having given thee, for my good, so sweet, so powerful, so lovely a name. But I will not be content with merely pronouncing thy name. Let my love for thee prompt me ever to hail thee, Mother of Perpetual Help. We are wrapping up our two weeks on the Ten Commandments with Doug Barry. And Doug, here on day number 10, it's the final commandment, Thou shall not covet thy neighbor's goods. Yeah, again, covet, that disordered desire, as we talked about yesterday with the Ninth Commandment, a disordered desire. Is it wrong to desire a thing if it's disordered? Sure. Is it wrong to desire a good home, a clean home, a safe home? Is it wrong to desire a swimming pool or a new car? It's not wrong to desire It's not wrong to be inspired to seek that if it's ordered. And what I mean by that is why. Part of it is the intention behind what we're desiring. And are we coveting other people's things in a way that's greedy and selfish and self-serving? You can do this even about people's talents and gifts. I mean, kind of the story of a high school kid and girls talking about other girls. Oh, look at her hair. Oh, she's beautiful. She's got that beautiful hair. Oh, I hate her. You know, there's a covetous even over her hair, you know, or someone's talents or look at the guy, man. He's got that car. He's got the nice house. He's got the money, you know. Yeah, I can't stand him. Why? Well, you're coveting something about him rather than, hey, God blessed him that way. Maybe he's worked really hard for it. He fell into some sort of fortune in some way. We don't know what he's doing with it, though. All right, we have to understand. I know someone, I'm not going to name any names, very close to me, very close to my family in another state, and very, very wealthy. All kinds of money, did great in the banking industry. And people might say, oh, yeah, he's just you know greedy, rich guy. Look, he has apartment complexes, and during the summer months would allow seminarians to just stay for free in certain apartment complex rooms that he had. He did things like that, use the blessing and the gift that he had for others. So God gives these blessings and gifts, whether it's time, treasure, talent to people in different ways. We shouldn't be greedy or envious or covetous over those things or their gifts or their talents. Now, if you're inspired by it, that's great. You know, in fact, just recently, we were talking about someone that we both know mutually is an old friend of mine is Eric Jenis, amazing musician, classical musician. There's nothing this man can't play on a piano. And I'm talking from Billy Joel, Elvis Presley to Mozart. This man is phenomenal. I worked with him for 25 or so years. You could look at Eric's talent and be covetous over his talents and his gifts, or you could be inspired by the fact that 
He put time and energy and practice into that, which is one of the reasons he's so good. God gave him a gift, and he developed that gift by the grace of God. So let's put this in proper perspective. Being covetous or coveting is a disordered desire. Is it wrong to desire to be talented or to have a talent or to be well off financially and have a retirement and so forth? No, it's not wrong, but it must be done in an ordered way that does not displease God, does not disparage another person, does not attack the dignity of another person, does not belittle another person, and doesn't become that kind of, I'm going to do anything I can to get that from what they have or take that from what that, that becomes much more destructive, very, very destructive. So let's keep things in proper perspective, be inspired, be motivated by people's talents and even the things that God may bless them with, and then pray for the grace to be content with what God blesses us with. I've tried many different things over my life. Some have been successful and some have not. So I'm not this financial billionaire. I'm not. I may never be, but I'm at peace with what God gave me because I pray for the grace to be at peace with what God gave me. And sometimes it's a a week-to-week, month-to-month. As you know, ministry work is like that at times. You just pray for the grace to accept these things and be inspired by others, but don't disorderly desire those things and those talents they're going to destroy you if you do. You know, Doug, one of the things I'm a big proponent of is the midday examine, and I've adapted it a little bit to make it even easier. Every Mm -hmm. day at midday, look at your day and where it's going and think of one thing you're grateful for. And it can be something incredibly simple. It can be something incredibly profound and say thank you to God for that. Now, the other component is to ask God for grace in an area where you're failing that day. But why am I so big on the saying thank you in the middle of the day? Because I firmly believe the more we look for where God is blessing us and we thank him for those things, the easier it is to detach from the things of this world. Mm -hmm. And the more detached we are, again, proper order, the easier it is not to covet our neighbor's goods. You know, my buddy's got a great motorcycle with a sidecar. I love riding in it, and that's okay. It's when I'm like, man, I wish I had that motorcycle with the sidecar that we get into those dangerous waters. I'd do anything yeah. for that. Now, I forget the tuition payments for my kids because I have to have that bike. No, 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 folks, you don't. Doug, this has been great. And again, this is all about proper order. Love God yeah. first, love your neighbor. It's yeah. that simple with the Ten Commandments. And yet, if you want more, as Doug said all week, hundreds of pages in the Catechism about the Ten Commandments, be sure to check them out. Doug Barry, thank you so much for these very illuminating two weeks on the Ten Commandments. I appreciate it, Adam. Good to be with you. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Adam Wright for Covenant Network. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. And while you're at it, share it with your friends. And now back to the Roadmap to Heaven podcast. So I read something very interesting yesterday. I was looking at a religious order that uh, an old high school friend of mine uh, joined many years ago, and I'm always uh, looking for new orders to speak with and, and highlight vocations here on the show. And as I was looking at the the rule of their day, you know, what they do every day, and, and funny thing here right now as I'm saying this, I'm feeling now something in my shoe is poking my toe and it really hurts wow so mortification very appropriate mm-hmm. today there you but go. anyway back to this i'm reading about the rule of the sisters day in the convent and one thing particularly struck me when they take their meals in community which they take all of their meals in community it did not strike me as surprising that they take them in silence and have spiritual reading because it's very common among a lot of religious orders but one of the things that struck me was that in the meals the youngest sisters are served first 
And that's very counterintuitive because I was like, treat your elders with respect. Like, I would think you would serve the eldest first. Now, I didn't talk to them. I don't know this. I haven't verified this. But it got me thinking. Maybe, just maybe, this is a way to condition yourself for humility. I mean, think about that gospel passage that you don't come to the banquet and seek out the place of honor. You pick the lowest place and let yourself get moved up. And this is kind of the... uh, same thing. It's like as you grow in wisdom and years, how often do we think, oh, when I'm older, I'll, I'll be able to do that because life will be more comfortable, life will be better, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and we envy that, you know, seniority in work. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have someone who's – you work in a place where seniority matters and you say, all right, one day that person's going to retire and then I'll be the most senior person and I'll get those perks. And these sisters, it's like, no, as you grow old, older, you lose this perk of being first in the in the yeah. chow line here. Um, you, you eat last. There's a book out there. I haven't read it, so I'm not advocating for this, but the title is interesting. It's Leaders Eat Last. And I think that's – kind of this idea right is that if you're going to be a leader in your community you're going to be leading your family well serve others first and so i think that's that idea right that we i i need to serve my kids first make sure they have food i need to put their mask on in the airplane right if if with the oxygen mask no down. no that's ox- right? opposite you put yours on first i, I well okay yes that's, that's true, but, uh, <laughs> use a different example don't lead our listeners astray never mind Forget that one. I didn't say it. Strike that from the record. But no, so yes, I feed, I, I serve my kids first, you know, and then I take care of myself. Then, then I'm, the, now once they're taken care of, right, that's going to put me, right, it's humility, like you said. So I, I think, I think it's a great, it, it, it applies in just like the corporate world and it applies in the church. Yeah. I mean, I, that's a hard one for me because I struggle with this all the time. Angela, I don't know about you, and, and, and listeners, I don't know about you, but that whole idea of, oh, when I'm older, I'll get to enjoy the benefits. So, you know, <laughs> one, one day I'll be the boss, and, and then, you know, we'll do what I want to do. And, and, and no, no, we do what God wants to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm thinking about a lot about humility lately because I uh, publicly lost so much on a radio show. Um, <laughs> no. About twenty minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think um, preparing ourselves for humility, allowing ourselves to be humble, taking opportunities for humility. I mean, that's kind of the mortification we were talking about too, where we really recognize our our needs, and we also really recognize our our humanity and and the difference between ourselves and God. Um, so. In those moments where we do experience humility forced upon us. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> or, or if we also choose it, I think in either case, it's important for us to, to look to God in it and not just ourselves. All right, lightning round for no points, no prizes. It's not the cataclysm throwdown. One practical way you can do this in your life. You know, Gabe, you mentioned eat, serving your kids first and eating last. But mm-hmm. for all of our listeners, even the ones that don't have kids, what, let's all have one practical thing here that our listeners can do. Give up kneelers when you go to church, mm. when you're in church. Okay. Um, praying the litany of humility and really leaning into the one that hurts the most. Mm. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with something very simple. Holding the door open for people when you're going into the gas station. 
because you know how often do I rush like I got to get in there so I can get in the line because there's a long line and I am going to beat that person that just pulled up in their car because I was already walking <laughs> yeah. from the pump to here and they didn't <laughs> see me walking when they pulled into that parking space and now they want to get in the but, line before me. No, I'm going to slow down. Is there down. a limit because like if they're a certain distance away, it's like awkward to hold it's, the door for you know. It's, it's worse for them. But I agree with run. you. Yeah. I agree. Hold the door. Yes, but like there's a certain line <laughs> where I'm not going to fifty feet. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Same thing in the grocery store. Like when we're both we're looking at each other like oh. Oh, you're going for the same checkout line as me. Well, go right ahead. Yeah. Go right ahead. Yeah. Um, and if we, again, these little things, they make a big difference. They do. We are going to get you one more check of the weather here and then the daily dose of encouragement. And then Gabe, Angela, and I will be back with you to wrap up the day. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. St. Michael the Archangel, Prince of the Armies of Christ, in the presence of my guardian angel, I choose thee for my protector and champion. Defend me against the temptations of the devil, especially those directed against purity and faith. Obtain for me the grace never to commit a mortal sin, and at the hour of my death, bring my soul home to God. Amen. Well, I said at the beginning of the week, I know that when these topics are hard, I'm always grateful at the end of the week. And so far, that statement's on track. This has been a wonderful week talking about unforgiveness and how to overcome it. And here with a final reflection for us is Patty Schneier. Well, yesterday I talked about the little phrase, love doesn't stop at disappointment. I have another phrase that's been an anchor in my life, and I need to be reminded of this very, very often, so I just want to share it with all of you. Fresh wounds heal quickly. Again, I say that to myself, Patty, fresh wounds heal quickly. And it's, again, true in the natural life. If you scrape something really, really badly and you go ahead and you put some Bactine on it and you dress the wound, you put a Band-Aid on it, it'll heal quickly if you address it right away. If not, if you let it go, it could get infected. It's going to get worse. So fresh wounds heal quickly. The whole point of this is don't wait. Don't wait. Forgiveness is so much easier before a grudge, before bitterness festers and sets in. So go to confession, confess it for yourself first, and then ask for the grace to be able to forgive someone. And also know that sometimes it is a process. Forgiveness is a process. I remember once confessing sometime, you know, this that I was holding a grudge, as we now know, just holding a grudge means you've got unforgiveness. I confessed holding a grudge against a person. And then I realized a month later, I was still holding on to that grudge. I hadn't fully let it go. So yes, I had to go to confession again. I confessed it again. But gradually, gradually, I've been able to forgive this person and let that wall down. And I think frequent confession, if I could say one thing on this final day of this topic of the week, frequent confession helps us to forgive ourselves, which we need to do. It's equally as important. Sometimes the wounds of bitterness and unforgiveness are directed towards ourselves. We just can't forgive ourselves. So if you have trouble with that, I want you to think of Peter, the biggest mistake of his life, denying Jesus three times, but then how easily he was restored by the simplest of questions. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? So you too are forgiven when you go to confession and you trust in the loving mercy of Jesus. Finally, this week, I do want to recommend a book by Alan Hunt called 
Everybody needs to forgive somebody. If unforgiveness is a problem in your life, maybe you might want to get that book. Everybody Needs to Forgive Somebody by Alan Hunt. And it's 11 stories of real people who have discovered that underrated power of grace to forgive. I hope this week has been helpful. The phrase for today is fresh wounds heal quickly. Don't wait. Address it. If you're like me, this has been one of those weeks where you say, wow, I really need to hear that again. And here's the good news. You can just by looking up the Daily Dose of Encouragement podcast, wherever you get your podcast, search Daily Dose of Encouragement by Covenant Network, and you'll find us there. Or visit ourcatholicradio.org, click on the Programs tab, and click on Daily Dose of Encouragement with Patty Schneier. Patty, thank you for a great week. Do you remember as a kid playing those games, would you rather, and you have the two choices, either or, would you rather eat a bucket of worms or have to dive into a swimming pool of fish and no water? You know, it's like, I don't want to do either of those things here. You know, why are you making me choose? Well, I was thinking about an either or the other day, and I don't know about you. You know, I really don't. But as I was thinking, okay, first Friday today, first Saturday tomorrow, that could call to make it, if you're not in a state of mortal sin, it's still a good anchor point to make that monthly devotional confession that we encourage you to make and and receive those graces. Um, The question is, you know, Adam, would you rather not be tempted by sin in the first place or have the strength to overcome temptation when it comes? You know, and I'm like, well, first off, I'm not Jesus. So I don't think either one of those is going to be reasonable for me. I think I'm going to both be tempted by sin and sometimes not have the strength to overcome it. Because uh, as my mouse pad here says, all I need today is a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of grace. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, but the question is, how can these daily practices help us get to a point where instead of trying to have the strength to overcome temptation, we're just not tempted in the first place? I mean, it is a both and. We work to strengthen ourselves through grace to have the strength to resist temptation. But then also, you know, I, I think of it this way. It used to be I could never walk by a bowl of queso without being like, all right, I'm going to eat some queso. And now I can be like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm you know, and, and before it was like I need the strength to resist. And now it's like, eh, queso, yeah, whatever, um, which I feel terrible saying in some respects. But how do we get to that point, Gabe Jones? It's okay, so. Oh. <laughs> that was a terrible moment. <laughs> um, how do we get to that point? I think it's mortification, like we've talked about, but I don't know that, like, in your example, I don't know that you need to mortify yourself every time you think of queso. I just think it's just a discipline. You just have mm-hmm. to get to a point mentally and physically where that thing is not, it's, it's no longer a temptation, right? And sometimes it happens accidentally, like maybe, maybe too much of something and you get a little sick and now you don't want that anymore. Mm-hmm. That's happened to me, you know, with a few different things out there. And, and so... That can be a learning process, obviously, so there could be issues with that. But I, I think it's really going to come down to discipline. You just have to train yourself that when you see that thing or, or that thing comes along and you want whatever it is, no, I'm not going to indulge in it. Mm-hmm. And and it's just simply willpower, but like grace-filled willpower. Totally. I, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of some things in my life, and it's like, yeah, that's pretty impossible for me. There's no way I could ever discipline myself. So maybe I need to just start praying for it. Just mm-hmm. start start literally by saying, okay, God, this is a real big weakness for me. 
can you provide the people, provide the opportunities in my life for me to start <laughs> removing that thing from my life? Because it's just so difficult that I can't even imagine how I would move on. Mm-hmm. Um, can you provide the right insight, um, the right encouragement or um, uh, motivation? Yeah. So well, sometimes it, I think it's, it's a matter of like substitution, right? Right. So oh, yeah. instead of, you know, doing that one thing that, you know, every time I think of whatever and I, I want queso or whatever, I'm going to do something else. Right. You know, and I think that can sometimes help. Yeah. With developing the discipline. I'll tell you what, that, that whole idea of when you see a, I used to struggle with this when I was a late teenager, early twenties, see a beautiful woman and not taking that second look, you know, um, having something there. And th- this is part of why I keep my rosary with me at all times now is if there is that moment of temptation and maybe, you know, whether it's a second look, maybe it's the temptation to something else, who knows, you know, put your, you know what your temptations are, right? You know, but carrying that rosary for me, that's the go-to. It's like, I'm tempted for this, grab the rosary. If nothing else, just to stare at the crucifix instead of staring at something I shouldn't be staring at, to take the time to ask for the grace, you know, Lord Blessed Mother, intercede for me that I can have the grace to turn away from this. Mm-hmm. It's it's vital. We're going to take one last break here on Roadmap to Heaven, and then we'll wrap up the roundup. It has been a fast 60 minutes this morning. We're not even to all 60, but don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a few. Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, if you are, did you know that Covenant Network offers great programming 24 hours a day on 43 stations in five states, plus streaming online? You can find our schedule, your local station, or listen online at www.ourcatholicradio.org. That's O-U-R catholicradio.org. Visit us today. And now back to this podcast. If you are in the St. Louis metro area midday today or nearby and you're looking for a First Friday Mass to go to and you'd like to go to confession, uh, the Old Cathedral, the Basilica of St. Louis King of France, has confessions, adoration, and benediction beginning at 1130 and going until noon. And then Mass is at 1210, located right underneath the arch. Uh, it's uh, I, I'm a little biased because it's, it's our parish. I, I like the Old Cathedral. Um, also, this evening at uh, St. Mary Magdalene Church in Brentwood, Missouri. The Sodality of the Sacred Heart will be having their monthly Mass. The celebrant is Father Sam Conadera. There will be Adoration and Reconciliation beginning at 4.30 p.m. and Mass at 5.30 p.m. There will be no, for those of you that go to that regularly, there will be no dinner or talk this evening as uh, many of the women will be at White House Retreat, and we're certainly praying for them. I know they've already started their retreat, and that's a good reminder for all of us. Go make a retreat. Uh, it's, it's a good thing to do. So if if there's one takeaway I hope you have from today, it's this. Take some time in your life to do a little bit of mortification. Practice a little asceticism. I'm not asking you to live like a desert father because if you you were called to be a monk like the desert fathers, you probably wouldn't be listening to Roadmap to Heaven right now because you wouldn't have a radio. (laughs) But you are listening 
And so find some ways in your life that you can practice some asceticism, whether it's putting that pebble in your shoe or leaving that pebble in your shoe or conquering the snooze alarm or staying away from that soda or maybe that queso or whatever it may be, uh, doing some exercise. If you're like me and you hate to exercise, which uh, I do, but I do it anyway because I need to, and it, it's good penance for me. Um, and I'll tell you what, run it, not running, walking, not, let's be very clear, <laughs> not running, walking that 5K I did this past Saturday. Uh, there was a lot of spiritual thinking involved in that. They're like, come on, Adam, you can do a 5K and offer your suffering up for the Lord. He uh, walked a little bit more than 5K, and at the end of it, got up on a cross um, for you. So really offer, offer your suffering. And don't forget that in all of this, find someone to offer it for. Gabe Jones said, you don't have to share. I don't want you to share. It's a rhetorical question, but have you found someone to offer some suffering for today? Have you thought of that? Uh, I've been a little busy with the show, but yes, I will, I'll do some right. contemplating. Angela? I already have, yeah. You already have? What about you listening right now? Do you have someone in mind? And if not, offer your suffering for one of the poor souls in purgatory today. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our Lady, Queen of Peace. Pray Pray for for us. us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons. Pray Pray for us. And especially today, we pray through the intercession of the Blessed Mother under her title, Our Lady of the Snows. Pray Pray for for us. us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Gabe Jones and Angela Miller, thanks for being with us on the Roadmap Roundup today. Don't forget, if you liked what you heard or you want to hear any of the shows from this week, to check us out on your favorite podcast app and just type in Roadmap to Heaven by Covenant Network. You'll you'll find us there and you can share this roundup and all of our other shows from this week and more with your friends. Please do us a favor, though. Hit that like or subscribe button. It really helps us out and we're grateful for it. Until next week, For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. I'm Gabe Jones. I'm Angela Miller. Pray your rosary today.